بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله وسلم وبارك على خاتم النبيين على اله وصحبه اجمعين اللهم انا نسالك علما نافعا ورزقا طيبا وعملا متقبلا اللهم ربنا زدنا علما السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته here we are continuing to discuss the major case that case Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam suffered for it years and years because it is the pure deen the heart of the deen if we can give an example of the deen of the human body we will say that Tawheed, Monotheism, La ilaha illallah is the heart of it rest of the deen is the rest of the body can we have a healthy body without a heart? we can say but if this whole body is strong, tall muscles but without a heart it's nothing. A human being may live without hands or legs or eyes. Yani he can't see or he can't hear. But he cannot live without a heart. This deen is having a heart. And this heart is monotheism. Which is la ilaha illallah in the major case of it. When this Imam Rahimahullah made this book, he wanted people to look to the case of the heart of the body. Because the people in his time were, were concentrating on the case of fiqh. How to make wudu, how to make salah, how to make fasting, how to do this, how not to do this. That's important, this part of the deed. As you say, the sight of the human being is important. The hands of the human being is important. But there is a sequence. There is something more important than that. The case of the heart. If the heart is sick, the whole body will be sick. Especially when we remember the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which is in Sahih Muslim. He mentioned sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the end of the hadith that there is a piece of meat in this body if it is correct, clean, good, healthy the whole body will be if not, the whole body will not be so when we really give more care more discussion more talking more extrapolations about the case of Tawheed, don't be amazed. Don't be bored. Especially if you remember that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, upon the order of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, with that large and big wisdom, spending sallallahu alayhi wa sallam 10 complete years in Mecca, 
talking about nothing but la ilaha illallah. But tawheed. Manifest. Salah was not implemented until Isra and Mi'raj happened and that was in the 10th of the year after his bi'atah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. was in Medina. Zakah was in Medina. Hajj was in Medina. It was later on. So I would think whenever you read the book of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala you read the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam you hear the words of ulama saying this is halal, this is haram do this, don't do this if you have any misunderstanding of these orders of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala or his messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam or the ulama go and look to the life of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam it will give you the answer how did he practice this Quran sallallahu alayhi wa sallam how did he practice the sunnah how did he practice this deed? We'll give you the fantastic answer. The best answer you can find. You don't need sometimes to go and just ask everybody, the Imam of the Masjid or the Alam or this guy or that guy. Go and ask Muhammad himself. How did he practice this thing? You heard about Salatul Layl, Tahajjud. And you read a lot of words from the ulama in the Madhab, school of thoughts, some of them they say 12, 11 rak'ah, some of them say 23, some of them 13. All of these are the understandings of these ulama. Jazamullah khayr. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive them, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept them. But, you want the truth? Go and see how Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did it. Then you are on the safe side, you are the correct way. Does that mean? We are throwing all of these school of thought. The Hanafi Madhab, Shafi'i Madhab, Maliki Madhab, Hanbali Madhab. We throw them away? No. Not at all. But we are saying, vote Muhammad sallallahu in the front. Because he is our Qudwa. لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنٌ He is our idol person. Ideal person. Our leader. If we have anything misunderstood, we go and ask him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He is dead. How are we going to ask him? We go to his grave to ask him? No. We ask the book of Allah. We ask his sunnah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And we will have the answer. Very clear answer. We will see how he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did this. How did he pray? He told us in the hadith which is narrated by Al-Bukhari, rahimahullah, Sallu kama ra'aytumuni usalli. Pray the way you saw me pray. But we did not see him. We ask sahaba who saw him and described his salah for us. Then we will pray the way he wants. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He wants us to pray this way. We'll pray this way. But again to say, the first pillar of Islam is La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. Then we have to start with the first. First thing first. Start with the first pillar of Islam. Clear it out. Practice correctly. Then it's easy for us to do the others. But if someone wants to do the second, third, fourth before he does the first, or take care care of the first, then he's mistaken. Now, go and see around. You'll see some Muslims, they are really concentrating how to pray, or how to fast, or how to go for Hajj and Umrah, and how to pray Zakah, and how to be good, and how to make Siwak, and how to... That's important, and good, fine. But, they don't ask, and they don't run after how he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made monophism how he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was concentrating on the case of the monophism 
how he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said a lot of his hadith about monotheism. And unfortunately, some of them say, if you talk about monotheism, you will segregate Muslims. No. We will bring Muslims together if we talk about monotheism. Because we are bringing them back to the right of the track of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We don't want them to follow us, or follow you, or follow the others. We want them to follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We want them all to come and follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If someone says, no, I am Hanbali, Shafi, Maliki, we tell them, no, be Muhammadi. Follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, first of all. Love these imams? Yes, we do. We respect them and love them. But we do not put them in front of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam comes first. Including them, these imams, if they really find out that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said something, they will follow it. But maybe they didn't receive it. Maybe they did not know it. No one of these imams would say that he knew all the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. No. None of them. None of them. So in this case, there may be, there may be some hadith they got here. In case that, especially if you remember that all of these imams came before the first book of hadith was made. Bukhari, Muslim, Tirmidhi, Nasai, Ibn Umacha, so on, of these imams of hadith came after them. So no hadith was, ga- was gathered in that time. So maybe there is a lot of hadith that these imams did not find, or did not hear, or, or not, not, were not sure about, and so on. So don't blame them, they have done their best. Same as you and me, when we do our best in this deen, and we do our best in praying, and tawheed, and so on, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive us for their best, because we have done our best. We are not required to be perfect, we cannot be perfect. We are not angels. But we are required to do our best. To learn, to practice, to call for, and to be patient. Four conditions in Surah al remember that. This chapter tonight we have is talking about something contradicting monotheism. That's the relationship between this chapter and the book of Tawheed, monotheism. But before we talk about this, let's try to remember something. Monotheism actually, like Iman, faith, is not by one case, yani by the heart. Somebody believes this, doesn't believe this. That's by the heart. But also, we have to include the case of statements, speaking. Sometimes the person, his heart, his heart is full of Iman, but he become a coward because of his tongue. That's natural. But even his disciples, he believes, yes. Sometimes, not, he's not... Yani he's, he's full of Iman in his heart and in his statements or talking, speaking, but in his action, he's making cook. Could that happen? Yes. Naturally, easily. And there are a lot of groups in the Sunnah of Muhammad about that. In this case now we have to really remember that when we talk about Tawheed, we should talk about Tawheed from three sides. The side of the heart, the side of the tongue, the side of the body. All of these three. As Muhammad said in the hadith of Shu'ab al-Iman. This is the name of the hadith, Shu'ab al-Iman. Because he وسلم, mentioned the Shu'ab of Iman, the parts of Iman. He said وسلم, in the hadith, which is in Al-Bukhari and Muslim in different words. He said, Al-Iman bid'un wa sab'una shu'bah. 
يعني مور ذان 70 بارت اعلاها لموست اوف ات قول لا اله الا الله يعني تو ساي لا اله الا الله سو ناو وي توكن ابوت ايمان باي تانك وادناها ذا ليست اوف ات ايماقه الاذى عن الطريق تو موف دولت فروم ذا رود ذات بارت اوف ايمان هي سيد محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم نوت مي نوت يو محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم سيد ذات موفينج فروم دولت فروم ذا رود از بارت اوف ايمان والحياء شعبة من الإيمان الحياء to be shy from bad things that's not by the nose or by the hand to be shy is to be the, by the heart so the heart is also working in the case of إيمان توحيد is the same way a person must be manifest by these three by his heart, by his tongue and by his actions You will find some Muslims will do things contradicting or nullifying Tawheed although they don't believe in it and they don't say it. An example, a person who goes to some of these temples where our stations are available, Buddha's stations, other stations, If he bows to that, uh, to that idol, although inside he doesn't believe in it, he never said anything by his tongue, but he just bowed. Bowed for that status, he is out of Islam. La ilaha illallah, yes. Another example. If someone takes the Mus'haf, Quran, he says, I believe in it, and he believes in it. Inside he believes this is the words of Allah. And he said it by his tongue that he believes that this is Quran, then he throws it out of Allah in the garbage. Then he is out of Islam because of this. Evidence for that is a lot, it's not the place to talk about it. So that's the case. Monotheism must be by the heart, must be by the tongue, must be also by the action. This chapter and some other chapters before is talking about monotheism and the opposite of monotheism, which is things which is breaking the monotheism by statements or tongue. This is one of them. To say, if Allah will and you will. If Allah will and you will. If Allah will and you will. Remember when we talk about that in about chapter number 42, not the previous chapter, the one before, we said that and in, in English, wa in Arabic is the same. It gives the case of equitation, or that they are equal. Ahmed and Ali, is there a say? But if we say Ahmed, then Ali, ah, there is a cue in here. There is a sequence. When someone says, if Allah will and you will, then he is putting Allah and this person in the same level, which is not allowed in Islam. Totally, this is polytheism. What kind of polytheism is this? Usually it is minor. Minor does not exclude from Islam, but it's very dangerous. It could lose, it could advance and later on to major than he loses Islam. And it could be also major polytheism which excludes from Islam. How is that? If he thinks, if he believes that this person is as great as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or he thinks this person is independently can affect by his will 
even if Allah does not want. Then it becomes major politics. But as we said, usually, usually people think it is the case of equality or close to that, so they are not, they don't mean to be in the major polytheism, they are in the minor polytheism. But still Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is warning us of from falling such, in such cases. To say such things. As we will see in these hadith we have tonight. The first hadith narrated to Qutaylah rahimahullah that a Jew came to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and said you Muslims fall into polytheism. So it was a point. A Jew and coming to who? To Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. What did Muhammad pick him out from away? Because Muhammad was a person who really listened to anything from anybody. We always have to follow Muhammad in everything, including this. If someone comes to you and you think he is less than you in knowledge or position or this or that, and he wants to tell you something important, listen to him. But if someone is arrogant, and having a big bribe, he doesn't want to listen to these people, then he is losing a lot. How many times our children really direct us in, to the correct way? So, so many times. So many times our children come to say, this is wrong. How is that? Then he gives you why it is wrong. SubhanAllah. That just reminds us that what, uh, the much of we, knowledge we have is very limited. وَمَا أُوْتِيْتُمْ مِنَ الْعِلْمِ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا all this knowledge we have now is very limited. Nothing. Almost nothing to Allah. The hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the knowledge of the human beings, whatever it is, comparing to the knowledge of Allah wa ta'ala, like if you put your finger into the ocean, take it off, how much water you got in your finger? This is your knowledge comparing to the knowledge of Allah which is the ocean. So, you and I are the same. My child could come to me and say, you, Dad, you are wrong. Slam him in the face. Take it easy. Tell him, yes. Go ahead. What do you have? Tell me. Prove it to me. Prove it to me. And he did worse. <laughs> he he broke, proved it to me that I was wrong. He said, you said such and such is not allowed, and I have evidence of that. Who told you my teacher? Okay, tell me what is you said. He said, he said such and such. He said, okay. Let me see. I went to check this, find out that I was mistaken. So I brought my son, I kissed his head. Jazakallah khair, you directed me to something. So, this is the life. We need really to be humble when we talk about La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah, when we talk about this deed. This Jew came to Muhammad sallallahu to tell him, you Muslims are making polytheism, falling into polytheism. Why? He said, you say, ma sha Allah wa shi'a. If Allah will and you will. Yeah, and he's saying that Muslims are telling you, Ya Rasulullah, but he's not saying Ya Rasulullah, say Ya Muhammad, but we say Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that your people, Muslims, saying to you, if Allah will and you will. And you say, another also polytheism point, Wal Kaaba. Yeah, and they use where by Al Kaaba. So, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam agreed on that. Agreed on that. 
and he told Sahaba not to do so. We see the next hadith why he said this. Don't, don't rush. Why he accepted this from Jew? Why he why he was late to say this to Sahaba? Why didn't he say this before the Jew come to him? We come to this. It's already mentioned in the next hadith or the uh, after one. Now, Muhammad ordered Sahaba to say, "Ma sha Allahu thumma shi'at." If Allah will, then you will. So then in here, like in thumma in Arabic, means there is a sequence and these two are not the same. Allah and the creation. The, 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 the creation, yes, the person. Even if he is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah is high above. Say. One of the points we can really understand from the hadith, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the same case, wanted to make the Jew feel ashamed of themselves. This Jew came to tell Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that you are falling into such and such. And they do look to what they are falling into. How they are so nasty with their own Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala. Read the book of Allah. لَقَدْ كَفَرُ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا إِنَّ اللَّهَ فَقِيرٌ وَنَحْنُ أَغْنِيَاءٌ أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ You are saying that Allah is poor and we are rich. أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ And they say, Allah says in the other ayah, وَقَالَ فِي الْيَهُودُ يَدُ اللَّهِ مَغْلُولَةٌ أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ That the hand of Allah is stifled. He cannot give as he wants. أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ All of these are kufr. So Muhammad wanted to make these people ashamed of themselves. Saying that, okay, you're telling us we are making this mistake, you are, worse, you are falling into worse mistake. And you are worshipping Al-Uzair. And you say that Al-Uzair is the son of Allah. Al-Uzair is one of the five persons of Bani Israel. Like the, the Christians say that Al-Masih ibn Allah, son of Allah, then these Jews, they said Uzair ibn Allah. This hadith is uh, corrected or uh, made correct by Al-Bani rahimahullah and also by Al-Wadi. Uh, in this hadith also Muhammad sallallahu told Sahaba what to say. He just tells them don't do halas, no. He tells them don't do this, do this. A da'iyah, when he wants to make da'wah, he should always remember this case. You want to tell people to refrain from doing something wrong, give them the substitute. Give them something to do it better. As an example, a person who is used to cigarettes, tell him to use swap. And he's always used to some, catch something like this. Okay, instead of cigarettes, make him swap. Because this is a habit. If you ask some of these people who are smoking, he will tell you, well, why sometimes they smoke the whole pack or packet? Without any thinking. Just that he's opened the path and opened it and he lights it. Without thinking. Then use the miswak instead. Okay, catch it this way, no problem. There's no sin to catch it this way or this way. If you catch it this way, no problem. Go ahead. But keep the swap in your fingers, you will not think of cigarettes. But this is just to say the, the way of Muhammad of giving something instead of something. Right. The second hadith is Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma said a man came to Muhammad and he said ma sha Allah wa shi'at 
If Allah will and you will. So Muhammad Hassan gets angry. Maybe this hadith is after the first hadith after he told people not to do but he did this man. So Muhammad Hassan gets so angry and he said, Did you make me a rival to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? A rival to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? You make me the same with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? You make me equal to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? No, don't do this. Say, MashaAllah, wahda. If Allah will, alone. Ah, now why the answer to change is in here? Why in the first hadith say, say, MashaAllah, thumma shi'ita? If Allah will, then you will. And in this hadith say, say, if Allah will only. If Allah only will. Why? Because the difference of the case. Now, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, our leader, he sometimes answers the same question with different answers depends on the person. Why? Because the person differs. Sometimes the fatwa for a person is not the same as for the other person. Our sheikh, like Sheikh Dazabir rahimahullah, used to say, fatwa depends even on the situation for the same person. If someone comes to you and says, I want to do this, tell him don't. If it's haram or it's makro. But if the person comes and says, I have done this, then give him different fatwa now. He already did it. So what he is going to do? He cannot stop it. He's already done it. So he, you need to give him different fatwa to Yani like kafara, like sighfar, like tawbah, repentance and so on. So Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa in this case of this man, he got so angry and he told him, say only, say, if Allah alone will. The meaning of what he said sallallahu alayhi wa This hadith is correct by Ibn Baz rahimahullah and also by Al-Albani rahimahullah. Ibn Majah rahimahullah narrated a story of a tufail a tufail was one of the sahaba and he was a brother from the side of the mother to our mother Aisha he is not son of Abu Bakr no but he is brother he is son of another man but from the same mother he so agreed At-Tufayl, rahimahullah, saw a dream. That he is, the story of this dream was that he said I was walking and I stopped by some group of Jew. And I said, you Jew are good people. You are the people. But if you don't say Uzair is the son of God. So the, the Jew answered him, and you Muslims are the people. If you don't say, if Allah will, and Muhammad will. Then he moved again and he passed by a group of Jews, Christians, the Christians, Nasara. So he said, you Christians are the people, if, but if you don't say, Jesus is the Son of God. He said, and they, they answered him, and you Muslims are the people, but if you don't say, if Muhammad wants, and Allah wants, or Allah wants, and Muhammad wants. So, dream finished now. In the morning, At-Tufayl went to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But before he goes to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he told some people. This is very important here, this point. Don't, don't, don't miss it. He told some people and then he came to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he told him about a dream. So, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam first thing asked him, did you tell anybody? Did you tell anybody? Before come here? He said yes. Why? We'll come to it. 
شيء ذنهي صلى الله عليه وسلم استوت من فرنسا الصحابة من يأتي الصلاة ثم هذا الصلاة ثم صلاة الإثران and he thanked Allah سبحانه وتعالى praised Allah سبحانه وتعالى and he said الطفول has seen some dream and he told some of you about and you are saying a word يعني I did not like but I couldn't tell you to refrain from saying it because I did not receive any wahi from Allah yet and he was thinking of telling them but he wanted to wait until he received the wahi from Allah and that's of course what you call it adab of Rasulullah with his Lord سبحانه وتعالى يا أولى الذين آمنوا لا تقدموا بين يد الله ورسوله don't come and make judgments before you see what Allah سبحانه وتعالى سبحانه وتعالى said some people say oh this is haram say do you have evidence no 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 I'll go and see what do you mean you'll go and see you give the judgment when you go and see first of all go and see then give the judgment that's the correct way they will know they just oh Allah told us سبحانه and he told us how to deal with Allah with رسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا أيها الذين آمنوا لا تقدموا بين يدي الله ورسوله don't start things before you consult Allah سبحانه وتعالى in his book and consult Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم in his hadith some Muslims unfortunately and some of them unfortunately also ulama they have an idea they say it then they go and find out from evidence before grab ayat grab a hadith to support their idea wrong your idea is no better than Allah and Rasulullah's idea so first of all you go and see what Allah told us in his book what Allah Muhammad told us in his hadith then you study them then you give the judgment out of them not from our own well I I like this I like to have seventh or sixth salah farb because now we are in this time not like before before they see after Isha directly and wake up before Al-Fajr no 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 in this time we have electricity so we stay awake for most of the night so it's long time between Al-Isha and Al-Fajr why don't we create extra salah number six salah we have five farb let's make them one extra one we're not doing bad things this year we're not drinking alcohol we're not smoking jarrahs we're not no we're doing salah ya akhi why you are angry لا يا حبيبي we are angry because محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم told us clearly that this is the deal completed as Allah told us in his own book اليوم أكملت لكم دينكم so deal is complete something is complete can you add something to it if something is complete can you add you can't add in this case now we cannot add we have to stick to what Allah سبحانه وتعالى الرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم told us so محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم did not tell him not to say this word waiting that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will send him wahi to say something about that but when he so this Jew is coming to him and saying this to him that's some kind of a message from Allah to remind Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that's wrong you have to sahaba about it sahih sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told him don't say if Allah will and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam say if Allah only will this hadith is correct by al-wadi'i and Albani and Ahmed Shakir also and some other ulama the case is this if we are really 
supposed to be careful about monotheism. Monotheism actually dragged from the first pillar of Islam, which is La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa We need to deal with this first pillar as Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his sahaba dealt with it. How did they deal with it? How did they deal with it? They dealt with it so carefully. So carefully that they are taking care of every piece of it. Muhammad although he loved, he loved Abu Bakr and Umar and other Sahaba, especially those people who are really strong in Islam, still he is not allowing them to do any single mistake on the case of monotheism. You remember the story of Umar ibn Khattab? He was carrying some pages of the Old Testament, the Torah. When Muhammad saw him, he got so angry, so angry. And he gave him harsh words because he wanted this monotheism to be clear. If Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the best person ever walked on earth, the best among the messengers, all of them, he is, by the order of Allah ta'ala, spent 10 complete years talking about nothing but la ilaha illallah. What does it mean? It means that's a very important case. Very important. 23 years is the time of da'wah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He was he received the wahi when he was 40 years old and he died when he was 63 years old. How many years? 23 years. Ten of them almost they have. There were no mandatory salah or son or hajj or zakah. Only, only, la ilaha illallah. Yani just imagine now, in this ten years, there are some sahaba who died without praying, without fasting, without hajj, without zakah. How are these people? In Jannah, inshallah. Why? Because they have done what they are supposed to do, which is monotheism. Also, every messenger before Muhammad by the order of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he's telling his people, Ya qawmi abudullah, ma lakum min ilahin ghayrun. Worship Allah only. No other God is for you. It's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only. This is the first case every messenger is telling his people to say. Even they say, La ilaha illallah. وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا مِنْ قَبْلِكَ مِنْ رَسُولٍ إِلَّا نُوحِي إِلَيْهِ أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنَا فَعْبُدُ Every message. وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا مِنْ قَبْلِكَ مِنْ رَسُولٍ In Arabic these two words means every Rasul. Every Rasul. Every messenger. He always tells his people in the first place to say لا إله إلا الله. So لا إله إلا الله is not for Ummah Muhammad only by the way. For every Ummah Allah SWT is telling the people to say لا إله إلا الله. None has the right to be worshipped except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is a case of polytheism in the side of speech or saying or talking. So a Muslim really should take care of this and give it a lot of importance. So his deen, his monotheism will be safe for him. And if monotheism is safe, Risks are easy, inshallah. If someone makes mistake in wudu, or in salah, or in som, or in hajj, or in zakah, all of these, inshallah, will be forgiven by Allah Ta'ala, or they will be measured with the good deeds, the other good deeds, but not polarism and monotheism. There is no way. As we mentioned before, the opposite of monotheism is polarism. And polarism will destroy all the good deeds. Jannah is forbidden for him. وَمَأْوَاهُ النَّارِ هُوَ بِسَفَزٍ جَهَنَّمٍ 
ولو أشركوا لحبط عنهم ما كانوا يعملون. So all of their good deeds will be will be fruitless, useless, nullified by polytheism. So here's the problem. If the polytheism is dangerous, then monotheism is more important than anything else. Very easy and very simple. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "For we have said and make it as a guide for us to Jannah and to the house of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam." If you have any questions, I'll be happy to hear from you. Next week, inshallah, I apologize, I cannot come for this dirt. But inshallah, the week after, hopefully, inshallah, we'll be coming, inshallah, to see you, inshallah, ta'ala. Jazakumullah khair for listening. See you, inshallah. Yes, brother. Where's that? Like what? If he doesn't, if he doesn't, if he doesn't have the nullifier of it, يعني a person is believing, but he is not saying لا إله إلا محمد رسول الله. Although he can, no, this is not acceptable. But if he is not making a lot of du'a, a lot of zikr, there's no problem here. If he is not doing salah at all. He believes, and he says, "By his sacrifice, I have received Allah." And he says, "I love this deen and this," but he does not pray. No, this is another case because there is special evidence for this case of salah. So in this case, now all of these three are required in iman, in iman or faith. It means that all of these three must be there. Anyone is missing, then the iman is missing, or part of it is missing. If something is contradicting this iman, like he is in his heart believe, as we said in the examples of, يعني insulting the the mushaf or bound to a status, one of them is nullified, then all of them are nullified. Yes. Yes, it, it will. But be careful. We always say, and we still remember this. We should really, can, uh, concentrate in it. Give it more clarification, as you said. That there is big difference between giving a judgment into the action or giving the judgment to the person. Now, the action itself is clear. Anyone who does this, he is a kafir. He is a polytheist. That's it. So if the person himself, Ahmed, Muhammad, Ali, so on. He's doing this. Is he a mushrik or polytheist? Ah, wait. As you mentioned here, there's ignorance, there's force, there is, uh, يعني misunderstanding. There's a lot of things. So we don't need actually to think of people to say, let's go. This this guy is moment. This guy is kafir. No, we don't need this. We need now to judge the actions and understandings and what's said and what's believed. We get this now. Then we go to these people and try to explain to them that what they are doing is incorrect. We are not giving them judgment. Oh, this guy is going to this grave and he is worshiping this. He is a kafir. It's not so easy. Maybe he has some. As we said, we all we give the example of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam when he said about that man who was in the desert and he had his camel, his food and his drink was on the camel, 
and he stepped by a tree and he slipped under the tree and he woke, when he woke up his camel is gone for three days he was going to die then when he found it slipped again he woke up he found his camel in front, on, on, on his head then he caught it and say, he said a kufr word that sentence he said excluded him from Islam he became a kafir in that but Muhammad doesn't give him an excuse because of the emotion that time he mixed the words instead of saying Ya Allah you are my lord and I am your slave he made it by says that Ya Allah you are my slave and I am your lord of course this is kufr billah. but because of the emotion which is so much emotion this Muhammad said that he is excused same thing for those Muslims who are doing these things maybe they have excused but still we say what they are doing is excluding from Islam not them excluded, no, this is another case. And we also, also, another point in here to say, that we are supposed to concentrate on the case of saving them, not judging them. We need to learn to save ourselves and to try to save our Muslim brothers. Not to learn to judge the others. And Muhammad said, told us clearly in the hadith, nobody comes and sit down on his sofa, Arabic said, Arika. Maybe it's the Urdu also, I don't know. But Arika in Arabic means the sofa. Nobody sits in his sofa and say, this is wrong, this is right, and this and Quran is only... Ah. He told us to learn, to practice, to call, as Allah says in his holy book, and to be patient for what we receive. Thank you for your question. Yes. No, no. Uh, order is not important here, actually, and I cannot really give you a definite order, but... What well, I remember that uh, Bukhari died in 303 Hijriya. Uh, Ahmad ibn Hanbal and the other Imams were before him. Ahmad ibn Hanbal died in 2241. Uh, Shafi'i 193. Abu Hanifa 150. So all of them are before the book of Hadith made. But what the uh, I can't remember. That's easy. Because Bukhari is not the same place of, 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 of uh, Ibn Majah, and they don't have the same sheikh. Now, what Bukhari, yeah, just take an example. Bukhari, how did he get, uh, gather his book? He went there and there and there and there, and he sat after a lot of people. Doesn't have to be the same people Ibn Majah asked. That's why you will see Al-Hakim as an example. Al-Hakim, one of these scholars of hadith, he made a book named Al-Mustadrak. Mustadrak means something that Al-Bukhari Muslims did not put in their books. Hadith were not, were not mentioned by Al-Bukhari or Muslim, both of them. And he made it in this book. Yes, with shame, but of course you cannot say that all, the book of Hadith is only two, you can really guarantee that all of them, inshallah, correct Hadith. Other books, including Musnad for Ahmad ibn Hanbal, Ibn Majah, Tirmidhi, Al-Nasai, uh, so on, out of these, their books are containing both, or all. Correct hadith, Hassan hadith, Raif hadith, maybe sometimes Lai hadith. So in this case, you can't take them all guaranteed, except for Bukhari Muslim. Now, if, if we, if we want hadith, it's for, enough for us, one book. Just go for Al-Bukhari. If we study that, MashaAllah, we are, we are scholars. We didn't need to go to compare now. We are not in the position of comparing between these imams. We are, subhanAllah, we just study Al-Bukhari is enough for us. 
batu ya nak kebo belum dulu gitu. Jazakumullah khair. Yes brother, yes brother. Akhir wadu'a. Akhir dua salah wa salah. Yo. Then two different suit. Salah fard you are not supposed to raise your hands or add your face. After fard. After nafil, okay to raise your hands, but to wipe the face, there is difference or conflict between ulama in this case. But I'll give you a very important rule. In every case, not this case only, every case in your life, anything on ibadah, worshipping, is forbidden, unless there is an evidence. Yani, you want to do ibadah, or you saw someone doing ibadah, you like it. Don't do it. Unless you find the evidence for that. I'll give you an example of myself. I, when I was in high school, uh, I prayed beside a guy. I don't want to say the, the, from where he is, but after his, while he's in Salah, his hands is in his thighs or his knees. And he says, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. So I said, Well, this is good. Why don't I do it? So I said, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. So an old man who catches me, What are you doing? So, well, this is good. Good from your mind? Ishada. You have evidence for this? He said, no. He said, don't do it. And that's the rule which is mentioned of ulama. They say, never do any ibadah, worshipping, unless you have an evidence. For dunya, anything you do it, unless there is evidence to forbid. Yani, can you eat mango? Can you eat mango? Why? You have evidence? You don't need evidence. You can eat rice, kabsa. Kabsa is good. Okay? Eat anything you want. Unless there is evidence to say don't. Meat is fantastic. Say what about pork meat? Pork meat. Swine. Why? Yeah, meat. No, there is evidence for to say no. There is evidence to forbid. Well, khanzir. Ah, so we stop in here. So anything on habitual life, do it. Unless there is evidence to, to forbid. Anything on ibadah, don't do it. Unless there is evidence to say yes. Go ahead. That's a very easy and simple rule make you to do anything with complete relaxation. No, after you can make dua but not raising the hands. Yeah. You can make dua after dhikr, yes, fine. And if you wish this Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah, and there's a gap between this and your dua no problem. But the problem comes in here that those people who are raising their hands Wiping the face after the fard, they are doing something that done by Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So why to do it? Why to do things that Muhammad did not do and did not order us to do? Why we are doing things that he did not do and, he, and why we are not doing what he told us to do? There's a lot of things we are supposed to do. He's doing and he told us to do and we are not doing it. But we go and find something not done by him sallallahu alaihi wasallam. We do it. Shaitan is smart. He come and he he he, he, he engage the person. Is this guy really having some deal and he wants to do a lot of good things? MashaAllah, fantastic. Push him. Push him to the front to do bid'ah, nafalkis. But if he engage him and he finds that the guy does not want to do a lot, make, he doesn't, uh, bring him back. Make him not to go for salah. Let him go. Ah, shaitan is working. And he's still working and he's going to work until the, 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 the day of judgment day or before that, because he's going to die before that. Otherwise he's alive, shaitan himself. Is going to Allah as the promise of Allah Taala. Yes, yes. 
Yeah. Oh, it means ta'amil. Ta'amil, not, not making du'a. Ta'amil means amil. Oh, yeah. If, if, if the, like in Qulut, Imam is raising his hand and making du'a, you say amil. That's fine. No problem. Then except, except for Jum'a khutbah. Don't do it. Khutbah Jum'a, you can raise hands only if there is a request for rain. That's the only one. Other, not the Imam, not the Imamumin should raise their hands in the khutbah of Jum'a. But in other cases, like in Qunut, you raise your hands. No problem, Inshallah. I hope there is no problem. I hope there is no problem. Inshallah. Yes. Jazakum Allah khair. We'll see you, Inshallah, the week after. Assalamu alaikum.